Hey, welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. And uh, this is not Matt Stewart, this is Saran Jayamana. We're in Sydney, we're about to be in Brisbane, we're doing live Who Knew It with Matt Stewart's in both those cities. And we're also doing our stand-up shows, uh, Dry Dry, is that right? That is correct, uh, Who Knew It's with Matt Stewart's, and also Dry Dry in Sydney at the Manning Bar, and in Brisbane at the beautiful Powerhouse. Oh, so good. And we're you're doing the Who Knew It's at the Chippo, and at the Good Chat Comedy. Anyway, we'd love to see you there, it'd be fantastic. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart, and this week I'm joined by Cass Page and Zoe Bellotta from Sans Pants Radio. Hello! Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you Thank for, you having, for us. having us. It's so good to have you here. Are you, are you hyped up? Oh, I'm so ready. Got, so I'm so ready to know it and then knew it. Yeah, you got that game show fever. I'm excited oh, I'm to sick. not know it, but uh, have some fun okay. and maybe make some friends along the way. Holy shit, that's what the win. show's all about. Yeah. <laughs> Cass is here to win. She well, has threatened to me several times. Today. I'm here to kill. Holy shit. Okay, well, I play as well, and I'm pretty good at this show. So, um, oh no, you're the show's dad. <laughs> <laughs> you might be wondering what this show is. It's nearly a brand new show. Ooh. Nearly. I think this is episode two. <gasps> Uh, so how it works is I ask a question and you two, the contestants, have to write a convincing fake answer. Then I read the fake answers as well as the real answer and our contestants, that's you two, guess which that's one us. you believe is correct. Okay, are we ready to play? I was born ready and I will die ready. <laughs> so the first question comes from Ruby in Camberwell. All right, Ruby in Camberwell. Okay, Ruby, what you got for us? Ruby's question is... What is a jolter head? And this is a word that was most commonly used in the 1700s. What is a jolter head? So you just got to give me a, a definition there. Send that through. And while you're writing your answers, I'll explain how the scoring works. Uh, for those listening at home, contestants get one point if the other contestant guesses their fake answer. And another point if they correctly guess the answer. So two points up for grabs every round. And by the way... I'm also playing as the house. <gasps> the house always wins, or the house sometimes wins. <laughs> uh, I've put in two of my own fake answers for each question, and I get a point for each one of those that our guests choose. So, oh, you have triple the chance. No, that's two. There's only still. Oh, there's two. There's only two. There's of only us. two of you. There's did only... you think? Well, it's... Wait, where did I? Who did you think was in that empty chair? <laughs> My best friend. <laughs> Cass. Oh. I think probably, I th- maybe statistically, I do still have a better chance. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but got all any about- statisticians on the, on the blower? Oh, there's got to be some out bloop, there. Bloop, bloop. you yeah. gotta you got to let us know if Matt statistically has a higher chance of winning as the house. As well, does, the if house. he's putting two, two answers in himself, because ins- we're only putting one answer in. But I also can't guess the correct answer, which you oh. can do. 
But I think maybe the the chances of guessing the correct answer is harder than someone else guessing yours, maybe? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not good at math, Matt. Okay. Um, I'm sorry to admit that. Math, Matt. Math, 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 Matt. So, yeah, all of our questions come in from our Patreon supporters. And if you want to submit a question, sign up via patreon.com slash dogoonpod. Uh, there you'll also be supporting other shows such as Primates, and uh, which is the show that Cass and Zoe have just recorded with me, an episode about the film Nope. 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 Uh, there's also the Book Cheat podcast where Dave Warnicky reads a classic novel, so you don't have to, and another podcast called Do Go On, which is <gasps> the one that started it all. And a little baby podcast. Yeah, that's like a... Podcast about history. Podcast about babies. And podcast about babies in history. Babies in history. Yeah, I don't think that's the the best. We only just got anaesthetic for them. By the way, babies in history. Babies just, in history. Just what? like in in eighty nine. What? what really? Yeah, that's a fun fact. Is that what we're doing in this game? Anaesthetic for babies. Yeah, eighty the late eighties is when we discovered babies needed anaesthetic during surgery. Oh. Whoa. No. Yeah. Do you reckon that? Do you reckon anyone remembered though? The, well, that's what their argument was. The baby doesn't remember, so. But the baby still feels pain. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the question is: What is a jolter head? Here hmm. are your five options. All right. A type of screwdriver, a foolish person, a street urchin who is overindulged in rotten wine that has been discarded by the local breweries, someone who's got an iron rod stuck in their eye. Or a person whose head can come on and off and still survive. So you've got five very... What were the first two? You've got five the very good The first two were very short. A, a type of screwdriver. Type of screwdriver. Yep. A foolish person. Uh-huh. A street urgen who's overindulged in mm-hmm. rotten wine. Mm-hmm. So specific. Someone with an iron rod stuck in their eye. Oh, or yeah. a person whose head can come on and off and still survive. Screwdriver. Screwdriver for Zoe. Locking See, that in. I'm, I yeah, lo- lo- lock it in, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that someone's head can come off and off, on and off easily, but I know that doesn't exist. But, but maybe in if, medieval times it did. That's the thing. If it did exist, I wouldn't have heard about it because it's not common. Mm, oh, right. that is true. You are stupid. <laughs> and well, I, my head can't come off and on. I'm not and special. Man, you know, it was a word used in the 1700s. Maybe those people thought it was a thing yeah. but it wasn't really a thing they instance. just saw magicians for the first time and lost their fucking mind yeah. yeah and then they put it back on yeah i think i will go with the foolish person <laughs> i think i am the jolt head. <laughs> all right so uh let's go through who came up with these uh answers firstly the person whose head can come on and off and still survive that was one by the house oh uh, yeah <laughs> Uh, someone who's got an iron rod stuck in their eye. That was a Zoe. That was Zoe special. Thank you. A street urgent who has overindulged in rotten wine that has been discarded by the local breweries. That's a Cass. I didn't realize we weren't doing wordy. Okay, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I saw you type it and I was like, oh no. Because <laughs> I've put, put my phone down a while ago. Yeah, I was, I've learned. <laughs> uh, Zoe guessed. A type of screwdriver, which was an answer written by the house. Damn. Meaning the correct answer was a foolish person and Cass gets the point Jolter there. Jolterhead knows a jolterhead, what can I say? <laughs> what a fun, yeah, it's kind of a fun... Bring it back. Bring it back. Do you think we can? I, I will be calling could. you that from yeah. now on. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and get one in when I can with yeah. you. Yeah, if you don't mind. 
All right, so um, I'll be scoring as we go here, and that means so oh, far... Oh, thank God, because as we said, we're not good at math. <laughs> Cass on one point. House on one point. Zoe yet to score. I do not like this math. <laughs> <laughs> I demand a recount. <laughs> All right, so we're up to question number two. This one comes from Suraj Pierce in Melbourne, writing, According to Britannica... What happened on August the 6th, 1926? So, it's a, something happened on that date. Obviously, uh, notable at least enough for Britannica to mention it in passing. Sorry, or more. I made myself laugh. <laughs> I made myself laugh. That's always Sorry. a great sign. Sorry. It's a great sign when the thought of your idea is already making you laugh. Uh, while you're writing your answers, uh, I'm going to give the listeners a little bit more info on Jolterhead. Ooh. Uh, I love that Radiohead album. <laughs> Jolterhead? Yep. So, Ruby, who wrote the question, tells us, I discovered the word Jolterhead while playing dictionary with my family as a kid. Bracket, what a cool family. Close bracket. And it remains to be a sick burn. Highly recommend using it on your siblings. I think that's a fantastic use of the word jolt ahead mm. i was trying to find out more about the uh, origin of it and i didn't find a lot of info but i found some great uh, <laughs> alternatives sorry, I remembered my answer. <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid <laughs> oh, what have you done you're remembering your answer from the last one or the, this one what do you mean you remembered it you submitted it 30 seconds ago <laughs> I forgot because I was listening to Matt. I was learning. I well, Zoe, keep listening. Keep learning. Keep, keep distracting me from here, how funny I am. Here are some alternatives uh, to the word jolt ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're seen as equivalents like dolt, numbskull, blockhead, oaf, dullard, and chowderhead. Chowderhead's maybe my favourite there. Chowderhead's pretty good. I Chowderhead's feel like it's fantastic. the most creative. Jolterhead's great. Chowderhead, I, you know, I think all of these... Could be used more. It's nicer than calling someone a big old dumbass. Oh, but that's yeah. fun because you get a lot of swing in the words. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, Chowderhead. Chowderhead. Oh, that that's good because you, their it, their brains sound as mushy. <laughs> have you remembered? Have you remembered? <laughs> it's not that funny. I can't. I know, you've, you've put a lot of pressure this on now. <laughs> Oh, I'm like made myself cry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So question number two. (laughs) Question number two is, according to Britannica, what happened on August the 6th, 6th, 1926? Joan of Arc was canonized as a saint by Pope Benedict the 15th. Mm -hmm. The first woman swam across the English Channel. watching me laugh. Yeah, because I think I think someone's gonna give the game away when a certain answer is read, and I'm gonna. <laughs> You're gonna get it. I'm, I'm not gonna look. Okay, so oh, what's this sorry, about? Sorry, I'm not looking at her. <laughs> what's the second answer? The second one was the first woman swam across the English Channel. Mm-hmm. Nine eleven. <laughs> was it when Calvin Coolidge said? When Calvin Coolidge said bum on the radio, it was the first recorded incident of a US president swearing. Yeah, bum isn't a swear word. Let's 
let's not lie to one another. Oh, in the 20s. I mean, this was pre-9-11. This is pre-9-11. <laughs> yeah, quite a while. Well, no, or was it? Or was it exactly 9-11? <laughs> Uh, well, finally, an iguana skeleton was found on a beach in Ireland. So, we've got Joan of Arc canonized. <laughs> yep. First woman swam across the English Channel. Mm-hmm. 9-11. <laughs> Sorry, what was that third one again? <laughs> Sorry, could you repeat that, please? 9-11. 9-11. All right. Yep. <laughs> so, I don't know what it... Yeah, because I don't... Why well, We can't find out because we can't ask the person who wrote it all the true fact now that no, would give it away no, no, no. That'll, that'll be- but there's because 9-11 the one I'm thinking of happened on the 11th of September, September. the 9th month huh huh but so this must definitely have been not October 6th August 6th, 6th. 1926 oh, okay. but maybe this was yeah maybe this a different 9-11 a different 9-11 for is this a different like meaning. when sometimes an artist releases a song and people's like this is great and then you find out it was a cover yeah mm. I think it's like that yeah 9-11 was already a, a bottle shop in Tasmania a chain that's of so embarrassing shops. for them I guess because they were open from 9 till 11 that's a yeah like window. a 7-11 mm. yeah that's a good window to be open but because unlucky. it doesn't ruin the staff's night because they're only there for three hours. You know, they can still do things before and after. So then, so 9-11 was the third okay, option. Yep. Fourth option yeah. was Calvin Coolidge said bum on the radio, making it the first recorded incident of a US president swearing, or an iguana skeleton was found on a beach in Ireland. Mm. Mm. Cass, what do you think the answer is? Um, uh, <laughs> I feel... <laughs> So we've got Joan of Arc. Uh, Joan of Arc. First woman swimmer. Channel swimmer. 9 11. 9 11. Calvin Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge swearing. Bum. An iguana skeleton. All right. Do you know what? I I like the idea that bum's a swear word. Let's go bum. Bum. It was bum. close, though. It was, yeah, it could have been 9 11. It could have been 9 11. It was a tough call. Yeah. So it was what a coin toss. Oh, I'm going the iguana. I think they're tiny little demons. Okay. And I love them. <laughs> and that, yeah, Britannica would have probably recorded that. Incident for sure. Okay, well, uh, Joan of Arc being canonized as a saint, that was written by Siraj, the question Ooh, writer. Ooh, that's Which I thought was very believable. That was believable because yeah. I've always known her to be a saint. Yes. Yeah. And so that must have happened in, before our lifetime. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, pretty good. <laughs> I wonder when she was canonized. Canonizes, I know what it means. But she definitely wasn't shot out of a cannon. I know. I always imagine, like, anytime someone says canonize, I imagine their holy image because I've always seen them with, like, the, you know, the halos Ooh. and everything. And then just getting shot with a cannon. Oh. She, she was canonized in 1920. So it was a. Oh, quite recently. Oh. Yeah. Do you reckon there was, like, cool Joan of Arc merch, like, in the 20s? Oh, surely. Yeah. yeah. Like, printed tees. <laughs> yeah, little keychains. Yeah. <laughs> And they put them on the little candle. Yeah. The next one I'll mention was, uh, so what have we, uh, 9-11. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was written by Zoe. Oh, yeah. shockingly. No. No. <laughs> Zoe did 9-11. No, I, did I think if you didn't do so much laughing like- at it beforehand, I would have been, I would have. I mean, I, I had so much expectation on it by the time I wrote it out. You, you saved me from blowing it, really. Uh, you don't want to blow 911. Uh, the Calvin Coolidge one, uh, that was by the house. Oh, that's good. So that's Bum's one. a good swear word. Yeah, you know, like in the 20s, you think... Bum! That would have been scandalous. Ah. Front page news. Don't stop acting like a bum! Stop presses. Coolidge stop has said presses. bum. Bum! Uh, an iguana skeleton being found on the beach was written by Cass. 
Oh, you know what I like. <laughs> you hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them so much. Uh, so the correct answer wasn't guessed this time. The first woman swam across the English Channel. Oh, I oh. So um, once again, w- one point to Cass, one point to the house. Um, one good giggle to Zoe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, the, the laughs are of almost equal value. Unfortunately, not in the scoring. They are worth Ooh. zero. But That's uh, okay. quick score check. Zoe on zero. But in the lead, Cass and the house mm. on two head apiece. Head. Yeah. Uh, we're up to question three. Mm. Uh, this one was written by, what a fantastic name this is, Lady Paula Smith. Oh, oh my God. Port Macquarie. Are you going to get canonized? <laughs> uh, what? Do you think Lady Paula Smith has the canonizing skills? I don't know. What do you have to do to get canonized? I dead. Uh, own a big you cannon. You have to be dead. I think two miracles. Well, that's totally. what it used to be. Cannon. Yeah. Okay. Only <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so, question three is: According to a 1995 study by the Journal of Experimental Analysis on Behavior, what unusual talent do pigeons have? So <laughs> I can't write 9/11 again. <laughs> I mean, you can, but... <laughs> and I will. Uh, so, so according... melting still beans. <laughs> according to a 1995 study by that journal, what unusual talent do pigeons have? And while you're writing your answers, I'll let the listeners know a little bit more about the first woman to swim across the English Channel. According to Britannica, Gertrude Caroline Ederl was an American swimmer who was the first woman to swim the English Channel and one of the best-known American sports personages, (laughs) that can't be how that's pronounced, of the 1920s. Ederl became a leading exponent of the eight-beat crawl, which is eight kicks for each full arm stroke, and between 1921 and 1925 held... 29 national and world amateur swimming records. That sounds that sounds like a crawl. Yeah. Eight kicks per stroke. Mm, yeah, Zoe's yes. had a go. A standard crawl. <laughs> yes, a standard crawl, I would say. A standard crawl, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, in 1922, she broke seven records in a single afternoon at Brighton Beach in New York. Oh, my God. In the face oh, of... F- fucking calm down. Yeah, that's a lot of records. Uh, in the face of widespread doubt that a woman could accomplish the feat, she set out from Cape Grenay near Calais in France. That's probably not how it's pronounced. On August the 6th, covered in sheep grease and wearing a special two-piece suit she had designed herself. Matt, I have a question. Yep. Why sheep grease? Uh, I don't have an answer, but I love the question. Hang <laughs> on. To... What, 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 was the, what was the date? Uh, 1926, August the 6th, I think. To attract fish? Well, it was warm then. Why would she? I assumed it was just to keep cold. Warm. Oh, is it like when runners put their little um, stickies on their nipples to stop the chafing? Is it to stop the chafing? I I don't think there's chafing in water. Oh, I have no idea. I think it is. I think it is for insulation, right? Yeah. You're swimming for hours and hours. Even England's sometimes not even that hot in the summer, right? No, but that's in France, wasn't it? France to England. That's the swim. So it's like an ocean swim. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon it's for insulation. Mm. I don't think you'd get... But you're hot while you're running, so yeah. why wouldn't you be hot while you're swimming? You would be hot while you're swimming. I don't know how to swim, so this is all very alien I to know. me. I love that you've got bogged down in this amongst <laughs> all, all the records. No, 
That's fair. You're bogged down in sheep grease. <laughs> people saying women can't swim this. What's this grease she's got on <laughs> Women can't swim. So I was like, okay, I don't know how to swim. But why is she doing that? She also, I love that she, she designed her own swimsuit. And then despite, women are great. despite the choppy, well, no, this woman's great. <laughs> oh, Let's sorry. not go crazy. Matt's the feminist. Matt, we got to listen. Feminist. We forgot about Matt the feminist. Okay. I didn't know you'd heard of me. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a feminist. And uh, yes, this is what feminists look like. Um, <laughs> Despite the choppy water, she swam to Dover in Kent in England in 14 and a half hours, 14 hours and 31 minutes. So it's a long swim. That's big. Yeah, you don't get a break because you'd sink. And she beat the men's world record by an hour and 59 minutes. Suck it, dude. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like, a woman can't do this. She beat the world record by two hours. That's so impressive. I know. It's amazing. That's so long. Mm. It's crazy that some of the greatest sport people of all history have been women. Or oh, so, name one. This lady. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you could. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking about 9-11. Um, Serena, other ladies. History forgets, man. Anonymous no, was Zoe a forgets, I think. I'm silly. <laughs> I'm so tired. Uh so, yeah, she was greeted on her return to New York City by a ticket tape parade, and US President Calvin Coolidge dubbed her America's best girl. Oh, <laughs> see, me and Calvin Coolidge really know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know if you could see where I got my Calvin Coolidge inspiration from, from the last question. Anyway, um, so your answers are in. So here is question number three. Yes. According to a 1995 study, what unusual talent do pigeons have? They can accurately detect diabetes in human urine. They spin... Little perverts. Uh, that means they're drinking it. Yeah, that means they're drinking it. Little perverts. Spinning only left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what does that mean? I mean, and I'm not saying that's not the right answer. It's so, it's, I'm trying so hard not to break while reading them out because it does give a bit of a bum steer, but what, I have no idea what that means. Is this 9-11 too? <laughs> their unusual talent is spinning only left. <laughs> I don't understand, but I love it. I do love it, that's for sure. Um, okay, we don't know who did that. So that's the second option. The third option, they can correctly identify a Monet painting from a Picasso, or they can swim to a depth of 500 feet, or they can use sticks to draw rude pictures. <laughs> so... That's a real mixed bag here. <laughs> I want the urine one. Give me the little pigeon perverts. Right. Please, pervert pigeons. Well, I don't know if they're being perverts. They're doing uh, God's work there. <laughs> Detecting diabetes. Okay, so that's accurately that's detect diabetes <laughs> is Zoe's guess. Cass, what are you thinking? You could go with that one. Or you could go with spinning only left. You could go uh, correctly identifying a Monet painting from a Picasso. Swimming to a depth of 50 feet. Or using sticks to draw rude pictures. Okay, I think they can identify the paintings, but can I, out of respect, <laughs> pick spin only left? I would like that to be my answer. Are you sure? That's what you want to lock yeah, in? That's, that's what I'm looking I wouldn't. 
I just I think it's important that we honour what's come before us. You're playing into the house's hands, perhaps, you know. Oh yeah, the house did that. Well, maybe. Oh, maybe the house did that. I guess we don't know. I guess we don't know. It's true. It would feel rude to pick anything else. Okay. It would feel ingenuine to myself. All right. Well, let's go through who wrote the answers. Uh, firstly, they can use sticks to draw rude pictures. That was the house. Ooh, it's uh, good, though. It, good made me, it made me laugh real hard. <laughs> they can swim to a depth of 500 feet. Also the house. I'd yeah. normally try and, I'd, I'd normally try and write, have one believable one and one stupid one. I think I wrote two kind of stupid ones there, but anyway. <laughs> really? Did, really? I wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> well, I did. Yeah. A little pot kettle situation there. Um Spinning only left, <laughs> which Cass chose. That was Zoe. So no one way. point for Zoe. That's crazy. That's crazy. Thanks, Cass. <laughs> Thanks for the pity vote. It no, it's a respect. It's a, I feel like we got to start playing this QI style that if it makes you laugh, you get a point. Can accurately detect diabetes in human urine. That's the one Zoe picked, and that was Cass's. Oh, I want you know, I love a piss pervert. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you <laughs> she knows you well. Yeah, she knows me so good. Uh, but the piss correct, and the correct answer. So, like Cass was almost going to go with was they can correctly identify a Monet painting from a Picasso. I don't think I was almost going to go with it. My heart knew what it wanted. I just said I thought that one was right. <laughs> so a quick score check now. We have on one point, Zoe. On two Thank points, you. it's the house. But out in front on three points, it's Cass. Yay! Thank you. And you're doing that with charity points given away as it's well. It's not charity. I can't emphasize enough that it was very... That was... As if I couldn't. I laughed too hard. It was. It was a bit, I laughed very hard There was as well. a moment on I your still... face, Matt, that you could see that you were trying so hard. And I was like, he's got to yell at me. Like, you look can so you explain, can just quickly, can you explain uh, your thought process there, how we got spinning only left? Is that, is that what you meant to write? <laughs> Did I read that correctly? Yes, that is um, an app summary of what exactly I wrote. Um, no, I wanted... Well, <laughs> they can only go one way. What a talent! <laughs> I suppose I've never talent. seen a pigeon go both ways. Yes, yeah, so I've exactly. never seen a spin cycle. Well, I just feel like it was just it, it made me not nine eleven laugh, but it made me giggle. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, eh, spinning only left. Let's do it. I was, we needed something that I wouldn't laugh at while we were doing this. Oh, did it work? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Somehow I held it together. All right, so we're up to question four now. This one comes from Tanya Miles from Sydney. And the question is, what was Betty White's first tweet? What was Betty White's first tweet? So Betty White, we famous actor. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you can Google all the questions, Zoe. It's oh, <laughs> always so about to learn when 9-11 happens. <laughs> oh, August 6th, you say. <laughs> that was earlier than I... Expected, but I will change. Yeah, please don't Google the answers, Zoe. <laughs> I, I, I on, won't. If you want to, if you just start nailing it from here, it'll seem a little sus. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and it's been deleted now, anyway, so you probably can't find <gasps> it. Oh no, deleted. Yeah, her account's not up anymore. Weird. Why? Because she, I guess, her estate died. Took it down. Yeah. Are they deleting all the episode of Golden Girls as well? Yes, every trace of her <laughs> yeah. is being deleted. All right, so while you're writing your answers, here's some more info about that pigeon study. It's an, an abstract directly from the study. What was the, the magazine was called? Journal of Experimental Analysis on Behavior. 
Oh, the Jonex anal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so here is, a, is an extract from it. Pigeons successfully learned to discriminate color slides of paintings by Monet and Picasso. Following this training, they discriminated novel paintings by Monet and Picasso that had never been presented during the discrimination training. Furthermore, they showed generalization from Monet's to Cezanne's and Renoir's paintings or from Picasso's to Braque's and Matisse's paintings. These results suggest that pigeons' behavior can be controlled by complex visual stimuli in ways that suggest ca uh, categorization. Upside-down images of Monet's paintings disrupted the discrimination, whereas inverted images of Picasso's did not. This may indicate that the pigeon's behavior was controlled by objects depicted in Impressionist paintings, but was not controlled by objects in Cubist paintings. That is fascinating stuff. I mean, they know how the streets work. Maybe street smarts is art smarts. Yes. That's how we get street art. Uh, I learned recently that pigeons were an animal that we domesticated and had domestically and then we released them back into the wild and that's why pigeons keep hanging around us because they're like, ah, oh, a parent. They think we're parents. Well, like if, if we had made, you know, if we just like released dogs, we were like, we're going to stop keeping dogs as pets. Yeah. And dogs would just hang around and we'd be like, man, these fucking <sighs> rats of the ground. Yeah, that's that's really, what pigeons that are. Sucks. So they're, that they're just like brutal? you're our owner. We we learned you to, did this. You did this to us. You made us homing pigeons, racing and pigeons. You, like you were meant to take care of us. We are domesticated now. Yeah, that's right. We made them. Didn't they, you know? You'd send a pigeon carrier and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen? Have you ever looked up pigeon nests? No. no. Because we domesticated them, they know they have to make a nest, but they don't have the knowledge of how to do that anymore. Oh, those angels. Uh, oh. So they'll. Oh, sometimes they'll you'll just see an image of like one to two sticks and an egg oh. on the ground and the pigeon standing next to the egg looking so proud. Oh, the baby. Sometimes they'll lay eggs in pot plants because that's like that. That's like, that that's looks like a pre-made right. nest. Like they, they know kind of like yeah. I've seen pigeons like laying eggs on welcome mat. Oh, because they want to come home. And oh. that's what that's so humans did that to them basically yeah but we we made their nests for ages so they don't know how to do it anymore they just had to go into their nesting boxes to do oh, it and they man. still have the nesting instinct so you you know you bring a stick or two i uh watched a video that of a girl grim. who has that oh. it's a so grim what we did to also do you know doves are just white pigeons no yeah they're yeah. just pigeons yeah. anyone who says doves are nice they're just pigeons if you like a dove you like a pigeon <laughs> no i was thinking the other way yeah the pigeons are just gray doves whoa Mm. That they're prettier because they got more like stuff yeah. going on. I think pigeons have always been the prettier one because they got those colors under their colors. Yeah, oh. I love those neck things yeah. where they got those flashy green ones. Oh, I really so like good. that when pigeons walk, it looks like. Do you remember the old Kinder Surprise and Yowie toys where, as it, whenever you'd roll them, the leg mechanism would attach to the head mechanism, so both would move at the same time. Yes, it looks like that's how pigeons move. Like inside is just a hook with their legs undergoing, going under a hook under their neck. And it's just, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's all on one rubber band in there. It is like a yowie. Please if Google you cut a pigeon, pigeon in half. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I just please Google pigeon nest. It's oh. so nice to look at. I did see one pigeon lay an egg in a sink full of How syringes. How do they survive? She will be careful. At this be point. careful. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They'd be careful. Yeah. Be so careful. Maybe if you cut a pigeon in half, it's a yowie situation. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, so question four. What was Betty White's first tweet? Hello, Twitter. And they say it would never happen. Oh, wait, that was me. Am I excited about Twitter? Oh, you bet I am. (laughs) Uh, More like internet-y white. (laughs) Uh, Hi, everyone. Betty here with a tip. Get at least eight hours of beauty sleep. Nine if you're ugly. Or... (laughs) Golden Girls, open bracket, piss pervert, close bracket. Okay, so go, I mean, so, so some, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's like, oh, there's only two obvious possibilities here. But this one, I reckon all five. <laughs> all five. All, Definitely one is really shining. So much so that I'm having to go back to. Uh, Find Betty White's Twitter, which has been deactivated. I'm going to. Uh, Tanya's original question so that I can double check which one the correct one was yeah okay that's the one alright so wh- who, who's thinking what uh, whose who's turn I, I guess remember. loudly last yeah, time yeah I guess so. it's my turn can I please have those again <laughs> sure can okay so you've got hello Twitter they said it would never happen oh wait that was me am I excited about Twitter oh you bet I am Uh, more like internet-y white Uh, hi everyone Betty here with a tip get at least 8 hours of beauty sleep 9 if you're ugly or golden girls piss pervert (laughs) god Betty she's so cheeky cheeky lady yeah see she's old so the first two are so accurate just imagine any old person doing it netty white is good though Oh, I like the one about getting... Because she's cheeky, so the beauty yeah. sleep. Yeah. And, I mean, she... You know, of course, she was a piss pervert. So. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> the um, only thing that makes me wonder about that one is... It's, <laughs> wouldn't it be piss perverts? Because it's golden girls. Oh, no, yes. So, but, yeah, I Typo. don't know. But, yeah, she's you know, old. She's old. Yeah. She's, well, she was old. She was old. Rest in peace. I reckon... Look... Rest I'm, in piss. <laughs> <laughs> as she would have wanted. As she would have wanted. She would have loved that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to... I want to believe she's fun before she's old. Let's go the beauty sleep one. Beauty sleep for Cass. Zoe, what are you thinking? I also am going to go the beauty sleep one. Weirdly enough, I Ooh. think the Nettie White thing is Cass through and through. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> no, that's crazy. What? I don't know who would have guessed Matt. I'm so mad at you for writing piss pervert. That's so gross. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was a bit off, but um, um, a bit blue, you know. Yeah, a bit too blue. Bit yeah. we yellow. She, she, is, she is passed and she's pissed. Yes. <laughs> All right, so. We're speaking about her in the piss tent. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Here are the, the my two ones I threw and were both written by Tanya, our great. Oh, good on you, Tanya. I'm like sometimes I'm like I want to get involved here and I'll rewrite one or something, but sometimes I'm like Tanya. Perfect. It's fantastic. Yeah. Why touch it? 
Uh, Leave it where it lay. That does make it sound like other times when I do rewrite. It's it's not that they're not good. It's just that I'm like, I want to be involved. Yeah. <laughs> I like attention too. Let me in, coach. It's my game. <laughs> mum uh, said I can have a go. <laughs> I'm mum. So am I excited about Twitter? Oh, you bet I am. That was written by Tanya. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if, oh, you bet I am might have been a Betty, a Betty White. Oh, Betty. Betty. Betty am. I thought maybe it was a catchphrase or something. I I just, I'm like, that fully sounds like something she would say. Um, More like internet-y what? That was written by Cass. And Zoe called that. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, I know my girl. Uh, Do you know your golden girl's piss pervert? That was Zoe. (laughs) I know my piss pervert. (laughs) Uh, We're in each other's pocket, Matt. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Betty here with a tip. Get at least eight hours of beauty sleep. Nine if you're ugly. That was written by Tanya. That's the house. <gasps> oh, Tanya, oh, she, really good she stuff. She got us. Yeah, really, was good, really good. That was that was a Betty through and through. So yep. that is two points for the house there. That's oh, big. That is big. Uh, so the correct one was Betty White's first tweet was "Hello Twitter," and they said it would never happen. Oh wait, that was me. There's a little bit of cheek there. Mm. A little bit of sass. Yeah, bit of fun there from Betty. Love that. So that's. On the on the form that um, patrons can submit their questions, I've got a bunch of like subheadings, and one, uh, one of them is social media, mm. and that's the only social media one that's ever been suggested. Oh, or one wow. of the um, Patreon only episodes I did um, when we're putting this game together, I did one that was uh, what did Rihanna tweet on Christmas Eve, whatever year, mm-hmm. and that's the only other, and that was gave me the idea. I'm like, that's fun. Could be anything. Oh, was it yeah. that one that said, um, "Your pussy too dry to be riding my dick this hard"? Maybe it was something. Yeah, it was something fun. That was fun. the first one that came to my yeah, mind. Yeah, that was that was the reality. It was probably probably that one. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> All right, so we're on to question number five. This one comes from Jim Bates of Sackett's Harbour in New York, and the question is: What Western style novelty song went to number one on the U.S. charts in the year 1947 in a post-9/11 world? <laughs> 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 so you've just got to give us the title of a Western-style novelty song. So you know, like it's a, a cunt, funny country song. Yeah, funny uh, country. <laughs> yeah, just a bit of a funny country song. But that, that can't be your answer now. <laughs> we'll all know you've given away the game. What was the year again? Nineteen forty-seven. Okay, oh. that, that changes my answer. Yes. Then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, while you're writing your answer, <laughs> no more bring down them planes. <laughs> Here's a bit more on Betty White. Our question writer, Tanya, writes, here's a snippet from her SNL opening monologue. Tanya also mentioned that uh, Do Go On did a whole episode about Betty White, the life of Betty White. So if you're interested in the full story, go back and listen to uh, an episode of Do Go On. I should give you the number episode right now, but I don't know. If they search Betty White, Do Go On. Can you do that? Is yeah, that something that, that's possible? Yeah. You Wait, said maybe we I can't Google, Matt. I don't know what you want from us. I can Google. <gasps> okay. It's episode 233 of Do Go On is about the life of Betty White. And it was true. You could search that, Cass. You've brought a lot of knowledge <laughs> uh, to the <laughs> yeah, show today. Yeah, you can just search. The, I mean, you... I Yeah, you, that's how you learned. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to think of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also try to think of funny country song. So this uh... is... This is from Betty White's SNL opening monologue. She said... People say, but Betty, Facebook is a great way to connect with old friends. Well, at my age, if I want to connect with old friends, I need a Ouija board. Because <laughs> they're dead. They're all dead. That's good stuff. And according to mentalfloss.com, Betty White was a Guinness World Record holder. In the 2014 edition 
of the book, White was awarded with the title of longest TV career for an entertainer, bracket female, for her more than 70 years in show business. The year before, Guinness gave out longest TV career for an entertainer, bracket male, to longtime British TV host Bruce Forsyth. Both began their careers in 1939. Mm. Huh? How about that? Did she beat him? Yeah, I wonder when is Bruce first Bruce Bruce. <laughs> that, why is that a hard name to say? Bruce Forsyth. Is he? Do you think he um is still kicking? I just oh. I, I, well, we've just learned that we can search things. Yeah, so yeah. You're the only one, mate. I'm you can't the, keep changing the rules on that's us. That's true. I'll search for you. and I'll let you know um when you're thinking well, about your next answers, which I, you've both uh we'll set them through. Got in here. But what's like? What's the longest TV career? I mean, seven years no is bracket. so long. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, does she win? All right, let's have a look. So, Bruce Forsyth death. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> um, oh, he like, he did die. August 18th, 2017. So, she beat that. She beat him. Oh, she beat him. Because when did she die? August 18th, so close to September 11th. <laughs> Uh, she made it through. She made another four years. Yeah. So she, she, she must be the she only died this year. Last reigning year? champ. Last year, twenty twenty one. That's right. People got weird about it. They were like, "Well, this means that things are gonna be bad." Oh. And look, it hasn't been great. <laughs> but, but it's not Betty's fault. No. She was getting out. Oh, were people blaming Betty? No, people weren't blaming Betty. People were just like, this is like the canary that has died in the coal mine. I'm like, yeah, but we're in a coal mine. Yes. (laughs) Get out of the coal mine. (laughs) Things weren't good to begin with. (laughs) Don't bring a bird in here. What are you doing? All right, so here's question... They've got such weak lungs. (laughs) Here's question number five. What Western-style novelty song went to number one on the US charts in 1947? I'm ready. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. Uh, steak and whiskey ain't just for breakfast. <laughs> Dog biscuits in the sandpit. I threw my hat away in anger when you left me. Now my face is burnt and aching like my heart. Or I love eating spaghetti western. <laughs> so most of these have got brackets around them, but I'll. <laughs> that's a classic country song. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're always got a second message. Yeah. Uh, so you got smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. Steak and whiskey ain't so just for breakfast. Smoke is actually in brackets. Smoke, <laughs> yeah. smoke, smoke. That cigarette. Uh, dog biscuits in the sandpit. I threw my hat away in anger when you left me. Now my face is burnt and aching like my heart. Or I love eating spaghetti western. Uh, maybe is this your I go, first, Zoe? Yeah, oh, your okay. I like um, the one that's real long. <laughs> threw my hat away. In threw anger. my hat away in anger. <laughs> And now you stomped on my hat and now I'm real sad about it. <laughs> anyway, girl, we're breaking up. That one. That one's a good one. Yeah, the, the song title is the chorus. Uh, Cass, what are you thinking? I, oh, I gotta go smoke, smoke, smoke <laughs> that cigarette. I'd love that song. Yeah, you'd listen to it obsessively. Oh, yeah. I keep referring to... Anytime someone gets in my car, I'm like, sorry, I've got a really short playlist. I don't have... I put a song on repeat. Yeah. That's not a, yeah. That is a short playlist. Yeah, and I'm like, sorry, it's it's a short playlist. I'll well, just... maybe you're about to add to that playlist. I'll be like, just with add a new to the song. queue. So, what do we have? We had steak and whiskey ain't just for breakfast. That was uh, written in by Jim Bates, our question writer. Very good, Fantastic. thank you, Jim. That is good. I'd love that song too. The way Jim initially wrote the question was, which Western style novelty song uh, with a bad message went to number one on the US charts? <laughs> Uh, oh no, that almost gives away the answer. <laughs> well, I mean, it's too late now because you've locked them in. 
Um, <laughs> I love eating spaghetti western. That was a Zoe. Fantastic. That's word. really good. Thank you. I couldn't think of anything. That's fun. I got that distracted. Clever. The B-Roo went off and I was really focused on that. <laughs> uh, dog Biscuits in the Sandpit was written by Cass. What, where are the dog biscuits and what's in, in what context is the sandpit? Like a child's one? I was just thinking like about like how a... country people are very cutesy about things. Oh. And this, this is about a dog shitting in a sandpit. Oh. Dog biscuits in the dog sandpit. Yeah, I get it. I get so it. So you're going to like write a cute little song to be so like, my kids can't play because I trained my dog wrong. Like something. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've, you've hashed out most of that song already. Uh, it writes itself. Yeah. <laughs> dog biscuits in the sandpit's going number one in uh 2047 i tell you that much <laughs> i threw my hat away in anger that was mine oh, so really so good a, yeah, really it was good very stuff good. a it point was for the good. house Ooh. uh but the correct answer was smoke 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 that cigarette <laughs> that, that rules can i now can i search this and see if i can find it on yeah do it if i mean if it was number one surely spotify has it that's right uh, so while you're doing that quick score check uh zoe on one Cass on four, but the house out in front still on five points. Yeah, found it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. The next question is question number six. This one comes from Beth in London. You look like you're about to struggle with that name. (laughs) Like it's just Beth. 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 Uh, What bizarre headline did the Northern Territory News run on Feb 22nd, 2019? (laughs) No, No, Matt, no more dates. 2019, you say? When? (laughs) What time was it again? Feb 22nd, 2018. 2018. Hmm. Okay, so... Northern Territory News. And how did you describe the headline? Did you give Uh, an adjective? Bizarre. Bizarre. So, smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette was a Western Swing novelty song written by Merle Travis and Tex Williams. Oh, Tex. Classic Tex. Uh, and, yeah, it went for nearly three minutes. Jeez, it's a... Feels like it's a classic. Uh, was released by Tex, William, Tex Williams and his Western Caravan. On Wikipedia, it gives a little synopsis. Let's see what it says. The song is written in the talking blues style. Its narrator expresses disdain for the inventor of the cigarette. Not so much for its health concerns, as he says he's a smoker himself and it hasn't killed him yet, but because of its addictive effect on nicotine slaves. He goes on to describe two situations, a tense poker game and a date with a beautiful woman. Hmm. Both are interrupted because of one of them having a nicotine craving and needing a cigarette. Williams sarcastically quips, that when the smoker eventually dies from the effects of the addiction, they will tell St. Peter that they need one more smoke before going through the Golden Gate. That sounds like fun. <laughs> That's a fun song, and I don't think that synopsis took all the fun out of it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Punch and dance with St. Peter. Nice. Getting to heaven. Oh, want a durry. <laughs> Play the song. Oh, um, s- smoking a cigarette. Okay, you ready? God, I wish I had... I'm, I've got it. God, I wish I had a cigarette. And I was gonna, I was gonna read out the lyrics. Oh, smart. Okay, do that. Now I'm a fellow with a heart of gold, with the ways of a gentleman. I've been told the kind of fellow wouldn't even harm a flea, but if me and a certain character met. Ding 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 ding. Oh, hang on. Okay, I don't know the rhyme structure. No. But if me and a certain character met, the guy that invented the cigarette, I'd murder that son of a gun of the first degree. And that ain't that. I don't smoke myself. 
Cats come on, I can only paint over for so long. And I don't reckon they'll injure your health. I smoked them all my life and I ain't dead yet. But these legs are all the same. And there's a party or a poker game. Everything's gotta stop when they have a cigarette. Smoke, 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 that cigarette. Puff, 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 and if you smoke yourself to death, St. Peter at the Golden Gate, you had to make him wait, but you just gotta have another cigarette. Now, where did I get my chance the other night? Oh, Dame Forsen wasn't doing me right. Them kings and queens just kept on coming and we got full red round rat. And a blonde didn't work on a certain guy, he just kept on raising and laying the money down a raisin rain run. So in blood of a single swing, and he finally got me and said, Raisin red, I said, It's a full bag, I'll be out of you, you have to tell you, but I have a cigarette. Smoke, smoke, smoke. <laughs> oh, there is like a line in here where he says, Just some words that are now considered slurs. No, no, no. Uh, probably, I haven't gotten that far down. But hand in hand, so he's talking about Go going with, out with a lady. Yeah. A high-bred social uptown dame. Oh. Um, a Billy Joel situation. Yeah. She was oh so far from a chunk of ice and our smooching party was going real nice. It is a smooching, smooching party. That's fine. Yeah. I think he... Yeah, I think in every situation, someone else leaves to have a smoke. Oh, so he's, he's like making out with her and she's like, can you excuse me? I got a smoke, smoke, smoke. I don't, that I sounds like a good one. No, it's nice. Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. Um... Yeah, and this and he's doing a really tense poker game, and he's like, "This is getting. I'm starting to sweat. I might lose all my money." And, the, and he's like, "Do you want to raise?" And the guy's like, "One second, I have to go to the smoke. Oh, I have to go to the cigarette, please." Hurting his poker game. I don't. Do you, you wait till that round's over before you go have yeah, a smoke. Yeah, I think all these people are. I think he's his better friend. Do yes. you think my country voice was good? I think it was great. It did turn a little bit um rap. <clears throat> oh, it did turn a little bit rap in the middle of it. I um, I, I just started saying the words. Yeah, yeah. You're you're just too cool, Cass. Is what's happening. I don't think that could be the case. Oh, no, well, there's nothing know. cooler than country. Yeah, I, I lost my country. You lost your twang. I lost my twang. All right. I was just trying to sound like a cowboy. Are you ready for question number six? Yes. Yes. The penultimate question, if that <gasps> means second last question. Ooh. What bizarre headline did the Northern Territory News run on February 22nd, 2018? Mm. Here are your options. Boy bounces high off trampoline only to land on neighbor's trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> Crocodile eats tourist coffee cup goes on caffeine-fueled rampage. <laughs> Crocodile found dead inside dog. <laughs> That's a wild laugh, Zoe. Love that. That was a powerful laugh. <laughs> Sorry, that one got me. <laughs> uh, kangaroo balls fall from sky and nearly hit woman in head. <laughs> or croc penis found. <laughs> You've got to read the article for the full story. Some of those were like full story in the headline. That one left a little... You've got to put a bit taster. of mystery in it. Yeah. So do, do you need them again? We had the boy on the trampoline. <laughs> crocodile going on a caffeine-fueled rampage. Mm-hmm. A crocodile found dead inside dog. Kang- <laughs> kangaroo balls falling from the sky. Or croc penis found. Oh, who's going first? You, you, you? I, went, I went last time, it's your turn. I gotta go Croc Penis Fan. <laughs> croc Penis Fan, fantastic selection. Because aren't they usually in? <laughs> this one got loose. No, but aren't they innies? Oh. oh. Isn't Acrenas an innie? <laughs> 
that croc penis is a cranus. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah, a cranus. A cranus. According to IO IUNOSG.org, uh, the most distinct sex character in crocodiles is the male erectile penis that is hidden inside the cloaca in the resting state. Yeah, it's an innie. I didn't know they had cloacas. Gross. Uh, okay, so do you need them all again or are you ready to go? No, I'm good. What do you reckon, Cass? I'm oh, going no, you <laughs> like croc penis. Oh, that's right. And I'm going Zoe? croc and dog. Croc and dog croc is so funny. Dog. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic selections. All right. So we had boy bounces high off trampoline only to land on neighbor's trampoline. That was the house. Oh, it was very good. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It was a nice image. Crocodile eats tourist coffee cup, goes on caffeine-fueled rampage. Also house. Mm, that's oh. funny. I could just imagine because crocodiles, I mean, I know they run very fast, but I just imagine. I thought crocodile very slow on land, very fast in water. No, very fast in straight line. They can't really turn. Oh, so just go very left. Very fast in a so, straight line. Uh, oh, just like pigeons left. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm hung out with some crocodiles uh, last month filming for season two of Beer Pioneer, oh. including getting to, I mopped one. The guy, the crocodile man, he's like, uh, get him a broom so I can scrub down this. And they couldn't find so they had a mop. So I'm mopping a crocodile. Like, what a bizarre scenario this is. Oh, to mop a croc. Uh, yeah, it was wild. like all sorts of uh, instincts and, you know, just senses were pricking up that I don't think I ever have before. <laughs> but did, I was feeling he, so did he alert. Look happy? Yeah, he looked really happy. Aww. It was like a, he was a, so this is like at a, at a park, not like a zoo thing, but like a big huge park thing and it's in this it's one of the rescued ones it had it like a lot of its top um jaw bitten off by another Aww. croc so but it looked like the it's way kind of travis it, the ape situation but it, it looked like well, that's a different podcast you're referencing that'll be, <laughs> oh, no. that'll be baffling to <laughs> <laughs> so yeah look kind of but it made it look like it was really smiling when i was mopping it <laughs> <laughs> you thinking about it? All right, so uh, crocodile found inside dead dog. That was Zoe's choice. Yes, written by Cass. Oh, <laughs> I know you love you know dead dog. Yes, croc oh. penis found. Uh, was selected by Cass. That was Zoe's. <laughs> <laughs> so a point. I know you love a mystery. <laughs> so funny. So there's a point for each of you there. Uh, and That's then, so good. <laughs> Uh, the, but the correct answer was kangaroo balls fall from sky and nearly hit woman in head. That's so long for a headline. Oh, no. That's I, a whole page. I'm bored at balls. <laughs> uh, so, quick score check. Zoe's up to two points. Finally. Cass, Coming back. Cass in the house on five. Hey. So, going to the last question. It's anyone's game of the... Is, two, is of, if you want, we could do... On no, the, no, it's On fine. the first it's episode, not... we did bonus points, the last one. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. I want to lose fair and square, guys. Okay. The final question comes from Caroline Ruck in Collingswood, New Jersey in America, I reckon. Uh, what? This is the question. What is the synopsis for the 1995 movie Ice Cream Man? What is the synopsis for the 1995 movie Ice Cream Man? Uh, while your answers are being written, here is the opening paragraph of that Nor- uh, Northern Territory news story. So, and the fu- and it wasn't even the full headline. The full headline was High Tackle, which is a pun, <laughs> a pun I guess. Tackle has been the balls. 
Oh, oh so tackles was like sub, a rugby or the AFL. sub was like the subheading was kangaroo, kangaroo balls, balls fall from sky oh. nearly hit woman. Uh, but you could have just gone with like the, the uh, high tackle, just high tackle mystery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you croc might have enticed found. me. No, I, I no, would. I, I couldn't go past croc penis. So the uh, the first paragraph writes: A territory woman has narrowly avoided being hit in the head by fresh kangaroo testicles when a group of kites circling above her property dropped the furry sack onto her driveway. Amy Ravenhall said it was just an average day in Alice Springs before the unusual package fell from the sky. Beautiful uh, read. If you want to read it all, just uh, check out Northern Territory News. So this one normally takes a bit long. We normally finish with a synopsis question. Mm -hmm. And obviously these take a little longer to write. Um, So I can do another score check while we're waiting. Oh, maybe it's changed. The score check is Zoe. Two points. Cass, mm. five points. Scoring a point in five of the six rounds. And the house, also on five points. Um, only The only team here to get a double point round. Oh. Where we just swapped <laughs> points with each other. Yeah, you two. I think you did that twice, you two. <laughs> We're just too in sync with one another. you got to pick people who haven't been friends since they were 12 no, years old. I think, I think that's fun. I love, the, I love that combo. I don't like this game because I have no poker face. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's been obvious through this whole experience. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't noticed No, that. oh, good, good. I think I've been holding it together really well. I was wearing such pointy eyeliner when this episode started and I was just like... <laughs> Down my face at this point. <laughs> I have gone through three tissues from laughing so hard. It's nice. It's nice. You've got a fu- I love unlocking different laughs. Oh, I-, I feel like we've all done at least two different laughs on this episode. Maybe three each. <laughs> there was one. That Zoe laugh was powerful at one point. Yeah, you had that really explosive deep laugh. At one stage, I started snorting. I think yeah. a question later, Matt started snorting. <laughs> I think Matt, I- la- Matt laughed so hard he looked angry. <laughs> I can't be able to see that spinning, only only spinning left. It was very funny. You snorted so much. Oh, good stuff. Um, all right. So here is the final question. Question number seven. What is the synopsis for the 1995 movie Ice Cream Man? A depressed ice cream truck driver snaps when his wife cheats on him with a hot dog vendor starting a murderous rampage and vowing to kill all fast food competitors in his city. After losing... This is the next one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll be like, all right, that was all <laughs> right. Oh, big, big, big day for him. <laughs> this guy got up to a lot of stuff. Uh, after losing his job, a father enters an ice cream eating contest to win the prize money and keep the family home. I, I'm, I'm guessing keep the family home like the house, not, yeah, not to make sure his family... Not leaving me. Uh... <laughs> After being released from a psychiatric institution, a man takes over an ice cream business, kills a bunch of people, and includes them in the new ice cream flavors. Ooh. Barry B. Benson. <laughs> Barry B. Benson, a bee. <laughs> Barry B. Benson, a bee. Yes. Just graduated from college. Is dis- disillusioned at his lone career choice, making honey. <laughs> <laughs> on a special trip outside the house. <laughs> Barry's life is saved by Vanessa, a florist <laughs> in New York City. As their relationship blossoms, he discovers humans actually eat honey and subsequently decides to sue them. <laughs> 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 so stupid. 
Or finally, the unpopular kid at school gains a cool new personality when he licks a magic ice cream before becoming the prom king and showing his bullies that the nice guy doesn't always come last. So you've got... I don't think I've taken all of these in. Yeah, let's, let's go through them again. A depressed... Do you want it the whole yeah, thing? Just, yeah, let's, let's do the whole thing again. Read all of it yeah. word for word. Yeah, if we can get everything. Yeah. All right, one. A depressed ice cream truck driver snaps when his wife cheats on him with a hot dog vendor, starting a murderous rampage and vowing to kill all fast food competitors in his city. Two. After losing his job, a father enters an ice cream eating contest to win the prize money and keep the family home. Three. After being released from a psychiatric institution, a man takes over an ice cream business, kills a bunch of people, and includes them in the new ice cream flavours. Four. Am I doing ABC or am I doing one, two, three? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. Four. It's your or show. D. Um, Barry B. Benson, a B, just graduated from college, is disillusioned at his loan. Cr- I'd love to know if this has been written from memory or if someone's Googled someone's the one rule. <laughs> Someone went on IMDb and copied and pasted it. No, you just went on that to ask, Google the answer to the question that was being asked. Oh, that is true. We were allowed to Google other things. We were allowed to Google absolutely anything else. Yeah, no, you can Google other things for sure. Is disillusioned... So, Barry B. Benson's disillusioned at his lone career choice, making honey. On a special trip outside the hive, Barry's life is saved by Vanessa, a florist in New York City. As their relationship blossoms, he discovers humans actually eat honey and subsequently decides to sue them. I'd, I'd love to know where the ice cream man... <laughs> it's a twist ending. Okay. Or finally, the unpopular kid at school gains a cool new personality when he licks a magic ice cream before becoming the prom king and showing his bullies that the nice guy doesn't always come last. Uh, okay, so what do you... What do you I, I think, think it's Zoe's I like the Soylent Green answer. I also okay. like the one that's about a bee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zoe. So I think you're going with the, the I, Soylent Green. I like the Soylent Green answer, please. It was, it was interesting. Two of them are quite violent as yeah. well. <laughs> At least two of them. I guess we don't know what that bee was going to do. <laughs> that bee's thinking some bad things. I'll, can I read this in what? Can I just try reading this out in another way and seeing if Cass... Maybe Byte said it this way. Yeah. Barry B. Benson, a B, just graduated from college, <laughs> is disillusioned at his lone career choice, making oh, yeah. ice cream. <laughs> On a special trip outside the ice cream hive, Barry's life is saved by Vanessa, the florist in a New York City. In the in New York City. As their relationship blossoms, he discovers that humans actually eat ice cream <laughs> and subsequently decides go. to sue them. Okay, well, I might have misread it the first time. <laughs> That's thrown me. Um <laughs> So you got the depressed ice cream driver. Yep. Uh, you've got the g- the guy trying to enter an ice cream eating contest. You got the guy killing and putting the pe- the people into flavors. You got the bee, <laughs> and you got the uh, <laughs> and you got the uh, prom prom king who doesn't come last anymore because oh, re- of the magic ice cream. I reckon. Oh look, I I think the soil and green one's fun. I want to yeah, I want to match. Let's be matching. Let's be matching. I love that. I love that match. All right, so let's go through them. I got to sort them out so that it's the f- the fun way to r- reveal. <laughs> the unpopular kid at uh, school gains a new personality because he licks some magic ice cream. That mm. was the house. Nicely done, house. <laughs> Very good. I'd see that Disney Channel original. Uh, 
Barry B. Benson B, mm. which is the plot to... <laughs> to B movies? Which B is, movie, yeah. Which, and this came out years before. <laughs> so I think Jerry Seinfeld's the one who should be sued. Yeah. Uh, that was written by Zoe. <laughs> Shocking. Oh. oh, actually, it was written by IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after losing his job, a father enters an ice cream eating contest to win prize money, keep the family home. That was written by Caroline Ruck for The House. Oh, which nice. Which I loved. And That's I, a fun one. Yeah. I love I love it more if it's to keep the family home. Like, like locked <laughs> Don't in the let house. Don't let them go. You can't leave, otherwise dad won't <laughs> dad won't eat? eat. I don't no. know. We'll dad figure it out. out. Yeah, yeah. It, makes, it makes sense. And the dis- depressed ice cream truck driver snapping, that was written by Cass, meaning the correct answer was after being released from a psychiatric institution. Hey! A man takes over an ice cream business, kills a bunch of people, and includes them in the new ice cream flavors. That is the correct answer. So a point for Cass... A point for Zoe, meaning the final scores are three points to Zoe. About time. Pretty respectable in the end. That's good. Got there. Five points to the house and the winner. The first non-house winner we've ever had in the the two weeks of this show. Whoa! I'm I'm topping the Page. Yes, you did it. (laughs) Oh, well, it's it's an honor to be here. Oh, uh, well done. I'm so proud of you. No, I'm so proud of what you have done here today. <laughs> I hope Matt really had high hopes for this show and we came in and we're like, nah. This is pretty much what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, according to IMDb, poor Gregory was the ice cream man. He was released from the Wishing Well sanita- Sanitarium. Sanatorium? Sanitarium. 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 I did they name the Wheat Bix house after? Is it another one of those don't wank things? Oh, maybe. Because you know how Cornflakes was Don't Wank? Yeah, Is Wheat Bix want... Don't Be Crazy? Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's he's released from Wishing Well, and all he wants to do is make the children happy. So Gregory reopens the old ice cream factory, and all the, unapp- all the unappreciative brats are reprocessed into the flavor of the day. <sighs> it has a 44% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not... Not as bad as you might yeah. think. Yeah. There was um, only so many movies back then, though. So, you know, yeah, like three. In 1995. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. Like, movies hadn't really. Did I not? I thought this was happening in 47. <laughs> <laughs> that, and that's why you went with the B movie plot? Oh, well, that makes sense. That I makes none of us it, more so. sense. Oh, so embarrassing for me. The guy is very familiar. I don't know what I know him from, but. Do you know this actor? He's the main. He plays Gregory. Oh, yeah, he. He's in like heaps of stuff. Yeah, right? he's one of those that guy from that thing. Yeah. I think he might even be in that guy from that thing, the documentary about Ben, who his, are that guy from that thing. His name movies. is Clint Howard. Yes, he's Ron Howard's recognize... brother. Oh no! That's shit. How you know. the oh, there you go. Yeah. Shown me looks like his lips bleeding a bit. Oh, that's that's probably why he's in this photo with Ron Howard. Yeah, they're oh. brothers. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah, one I can see the resemblance when they're side by side. Um, yeah, yeah. One of them is pointy. Uh, so where can people find you? Uh, on Sans Pants? On Sans Pants Radio. Sans Pants Radio the Network. The podcast Sans network Radio in Network in Melbourne here. Uh, we're hosting Shut Up a Second, but we also got a new fantastic show coming out called yes, we do. Being Hot is Hard. Oh, it's so hot. It's so hot and we're so hard and we're ready for it. It's Preaching to the out. choir right now, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> May and my listeners, hot we hot. feel you. Hot and hard. We're hot and hard. We're hot and hard and we're coming 27th of December. Nope. Nope. 27th of <laughs> September. September. And oh. we're excited. We'll to be, be there here. in December. Like, we'll, you can still we'll listen keep, back to everything. Yeah. We'll have a fair few episodes. Yeah. We might be then. launching about, the, I think, about the same week, probably. Really? Oh, how oh. exciting! So, probably this week. Hey! 
Okay, or last week, depending yes. on how yes. when you yes. 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 Last week. So our episodes are out. Have a list. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, check them out. They're very good. Uh, it's us, the two of us, Nina Oyama, yeah. who we love. Beautiful and angel. We're talking about what it's like to be hot in this world where it's real hard to be hot. Mm. We d- it is, Matt, you understand the difficulties of hard. being a hottie in this world full of noise. I did in a comedy <laughs> festival in Melbourne in 2015. I did the show with Nina. She's oh, a fantastic. legend. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, uh, um, yeah and like respectfully... Like regarding being hot, people are insane, and I say that yes, as people. Seriously, seriously. Mm. Yeah, we say that as people. people yeah, are insane. you really do say that, and yeah. I think as people, you have the right to say that. Yeah, yeah. it's so hard. We yeah. do so much stupid stuff. Yeah, why? Why? It works. Yeah, and yeah. it's working. It's working. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. As we are a new show, it'd be great if you could help get the word out there. Please give us a five-star review and tell your friends if you think you know anyone who might enjoy it. And let's be honest, that's probably everybody. It's yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, everybody. I haven't, yeah. I haven't got an... I don't really know how to sign off yet, so hopefully someone will suggest a good sign off. Anyway, this has been Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. Goodbye. You knew it. <laughs> <laughs> you- Bye-bye now. <laughs>